Hello and welcome to app number 13 of Off The Block Swimming Podcast, Australia's number one swimming podcast. Thank you all for joining us once again. I'm your host, Robbie Cox. Today wraps up our week-long special with athletes competing at this week's Australian Pampac Trials down in Adelaide. I trust you have all enjoyed each and every episode we have brought to you this week and a massive thanks goes out to all the swimmers who gave up their time out of their busy schedules leading up to trials. This show would not be able to go ahead without your continued support. On today's show though, we have a New South Wales and Backstroke star who's had a hugely successful and impressive Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast. We chat to him about his early days in the pool, the things he has had to improve on to gain the success he has, as well as how he feels he is tracking leading into this week's trials. So for one more time this week, turn up the volume, grab some snacks, because Ep 13 of Off The Block Swimming Podcast starts now. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two one-hundreds in the second in it. Gary Hall Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Thorpe is starting to go away from him. Oh, he's blowing him away now. Thorpe's gone more than a metre on Vandenhoek's in hand. But the signature of all eyes is the great Madam Butterfly, Susie O'Neill. He's coming back. Oh, he's shot him up to a turn again. Chavis in the white hats. Vets in the black hats. And Vets has got it. I cannot believe he's done that. Thorpe to the front. Thorpe to the hall. Thorpe goes in. Joining us today on the show is a man who arrived on the international swimming scene in a big way earlier this year at the 2018 Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast, where he won himself not one, but two silver medals in the 100 back and the 200 back. He will be in action once again at the upcoming Australian Pampac Trials down in Adelaide, where he'll try and cement his spot once again on the Aussie team for the 2018 Pampac Champs over in Tokyo in August. It's a very big welcome to Off The Block Swimming Podcast to Mr. Brad Woodward. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, very good, mate. Very good. It is a uh, fresh morning up here in Brisbane. Where have we caught you today? Uh, I'm just down in Sydney. I've just got back from training and uh, keeping inside, trying to stay warm out of the chilly weather. So, yeah, good day. Definitely very fresh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's been absolutely freezing, so... <laughs> You know, anything to keep warm down here in Sydney. Exactly. I mean, how was the session this morning? Yeah, it was really good. Um, roll through. We're starting to um, decrease the load, so that's really good. And coming into taper, so enjoying that and, you know, starting to feel a bit fresh. Mate, I know you were up in Brizzy over the weekend having a little hit out at Chandler. Firstly, was that just an excuse to get away from the cold Sydney weather? Um, it was a little bit. Uh, we've been <laughs> up on the uh, training camp up in Cairns, so... You know, the weather was nice and warm up there, and then when we came back, we had a few days of chilly weather, so it was good to get back into Queensland into some warmer weather, and, um, you know, it was much nicer than the nine degrees down here in Sydney. <laughs> and secondly, how'd you go? Um, pretty good, actually, considering I haven't um, done any racing since Com Games. I was two double low in my 200, which was probably around about what I expected, but um, ended up going a 54 in the 100 back, which is really encouraging yeah. and probably a little bit quicker than what I expected to be at this stage. So that's that's looking really good for um, Pampac trials. 
Now, Matt, you're fairly new to the Aussie team, so this is a good chance for us all to uh, get to know you a little bit better and your journey so far. I mean, a lot's gone into the results that we got to share with you at Com Games, so I just want to take everyone back to the start. What was the earliest memories of swimming for you as a youngster? Um, I guess just training back at my um, club, Mingara, back on the Central Coast, you know, just loving the sport and that kind of thing and just loving being in the water and being with all my mates and um, I guess just kind of slowly moving up the ranks and, you know, doing country and state and nationals and that kind of thing and, of course, the uh, cold mornings of um, getting up and training five o'clock. Yeah, got the steam coming off the pool. Yeah, yeah, it was very chilly and um, mum and dad had to go through it as well so it wasn't wasn't great but we got there in the end. <laughs> Mate, were you a natural swimmer? Um, I mean, I always have a bit of a feeling for the water, you know, I felt comfortable in it. I think from a young age, I felt like that, whether it was a surf or um, swimming. So, you know, I guess I was a little bit of a natural, but um, at the same time, I always really prided myself on working really hard. But um, yeah, I guess I did have, have that little bit of a feel for the water and natural ability. Was backstroke always your best stroke? Um, no, it wasn't always. Um, I was a butterfly from oh, pretty much the time I started till I was about 12 or 13, but um, I quickly realised that there was a lot of um, butterfly mileage and a yeah. lot of hard work that went into a butterfly, so I came to my senses, rolled onto my back and uh, yeah. went with that ever since. Pretty happy with that decision? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I very hard days doing butterfly, especially as you get a bit bigger and it starts to get a little bit harder, so I'm very happy I made that decision. Mate, who were your heroes growing up? Um, I think guys like Andrew Lauderstein when I was a bit younger because he was obviously the probably the best butterfly on the Australian team um, when I used to be a butterfly and obviously got third in that um, race in 08 behind Phelps and Kavik. So that was a pretty cool thing to watch. And then the other two were probably um, Aaron Pearsall and Ryan Lochte just purely because they're such good backstrokers. Pearsall had a whole world for about 10 years there and um, has some amazing world records and you know, Lochte's oh, done just about everything in the sport, but, you know, won an Olympic gold medal in the 200 back in um, 2008, which, you know, was a pretty cool thing to watch considering, yeah. you know, he raced three or four different strokes. So, um, yeah, probably those three are my, my top guys. Mate, around what age did uh, swimming start to get a little bit more competitive for you? Uh, I guess I started swimming competitively, competitively at about seven or eight years of age, but it never really got really serious until about 12 or 13 when I started making um, nationals and that kind of thing. So I guess I did see myself as competitive when I was younger, but definitely got a lot more serious as I kind of came into those teenage years. As a uh, young swimmer coming through the squad, mate, kids tend to have some bad habits. And I just want to run through a few of those with you now. And you tell me honestly, when you were younger, if you did any of these or not. Uh, I'm sure I did do a few. <laughs> <laughs> Most people have, but we're going to go through it anyway. Um, mate, pulling on the lane rope. Um, I wasn't a big one for pulling on the lane rope, I think, because I could backstroke all right. I, it kind of defeated the purpose a little bit. Yeah. What about feet on the bottom during your laps? Um, that was a big one. I, I did that a lot. Um, our pool back at Mingara was about 1.2 metres deep. So, um, you know, anytime you got a little bit tired, it was quite easy to put the feet down, walk a few metres, and then uh, start swimming again. Uh, toilet breaks, mid-set for a rest. Um, that was a big one as well. It wasn't so much a toilet break. It was go and have a five-minute shower and then come back and 
finish off the session. So I, I always love doing those and probably a habit I needed to kick maybe a little bit earlier. Did you ever come out freezing though? Um, you do come out a little bit cold, but it's worth it for the couple of hundred <laughs> metres missed and the warm shower. So, <laughs> Mate, what about uh, using your arms during a kick set? Uh, I was a big one for that as well when I was younger and oh, still now I'm, I'm not the greatest kicker in the world and uh, I used to always be at the back of the line when I was younger so I'd, I always put in a few arm strokes just to make sure I could keep up but probably still didn't help much. I was still a bit too far behind. <laughs> Mate, uh, finally, never knowing what you're up to in the set because you weren't paying attention. Um, I didn't actually do that one too often. Um, I was a little bit OCD with the session so... Um, I kind of always knew what I was doing, what cycles I was on and what I had to do. So I was probably one of the better ones there. But, um, yeah, a few of the others I've, I'm definitely guilty of. Mate, you were pretty successful at uh, surf lifesaving as well. What did you like most about the surf stuff? Uh, I think with surf, um, it was great because it was anyone's race. So it was a bit different to swimming where, you know, the best person on the day always won. Surf, it heavily came into kind of skills and, who could get through the surf the best and you know even if you ended up having a bad race or something you could end up winning just purely out of the fact that a wave comes through and you know you drag on everyone and end up winning the race so i think i just liked the variety in surf and that you know it wasn't the best guy on the day that won it was who had who had the best skills or you know who who just got lucky so i think that was pretty cool with that sport yeah when did you make the call to focus on swimming in the pool and was that a difficult decision um I think it was difficult, but at the same time, I always knew I was going to pick pool swimming. So whilst it was hard giving up surf, it wasn't really hard to work out what sport I wanted to go to. Um, but I guess I decided to give surf up when I was about 18 years of age or so, just before I moved to Sydney for swimming, because it was, it was going to be quite hard to continue with surf. And I actually also broke my ankle um, training for surf. So I think at that point, I was kind of like, oh, well, maybe that's a bit of a sign to um, give up surf. So... I think at that point, I was like, I'll just give it away and focus on pool swimming. At one stage in your career, you were trying to make a national time or get on a junior team, as a lot of swimmers are these days. Talk to me about a few things that you had to change before it all started to click for you and you started to, to make those big steps. Um, I think a massive one would probably just be being more consistent. Yep. So that's just kind of, you know, not turning up to nine sessions one week and then turning up before the next week. You know, just having a set amount of sessions, set days that you go to, and then also kind of adding in extra sessions. So doing a little bit of dry land stretching, start introducing gym, and um, probably just getting a little bit more serious with my training, not kind of turning up a couple of sessions a week, just being like, oh, I'm a bit tired, I'll just go behind people, you know. Um, just turning up and being like, I'm going to get in, train hard every single session, and do the best I can every single session. And I think just from six months, 12 months of that, you just get massive gains. And um, I think that's where it changed. And I, I finally kind of got on the Australian junior team when I was about 16 or so. Mate, looking back at 2017 Australian champs, you finished six in both the 100 and the 200 back. Fast forward a year to the Gold Coast this year and you finished second in both of those events as well. And you book your spot on the Commonwealth Games team. Mate, a massive difference in the space of a year. Talk to me about a few of the things that changed over that year uh, to make those changes come about. Uh, I think a huge one was just my skills and my technique. So when we actually went over a lot of my races from before I changed to my new coach, Adam Cable, um, the biggest change was just purely I was taking off almost a second every single turn. Um, 
you know, the first 15 metres of the start, I was half a second quicker and that kind of thing. So I think a massive drop was just purely off skills and technique. And then the other bits were just kind of adding in gym work and um, just getting stronger through the water so that obviously I would swim better and faster. And then uh, just also my diet was a big one. Um, just when I first joined the program, my diet wasn't probably the best thing ever and you know, had a lot of things to change, but I worked pretty hard with the dietitian and was pretty strict on it and, you know, managed to kind of probably lose a little bit of weight and add on a little bit of muscle and then also just feel myself a lot better for training. So I think those few things were kind of the key things that got me there as well as probably just when I raced, um, just being in a better headspace and just being more confident going in. Well, they definitely helped, didn't they? You had some good results. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, that was the hope, everything in the end would kind of come together and you know it really did and you know i got behind those blocks confident because i i knew i'd done everything i could mate do you have any pre-race rituals um i don't really have many i do have one it's it's a bit silly it's from when i was younger i used to have hot and cold showers um just before i raced my finals um it was just something a bit better and um i kind of following it through um into well racing now and still the com games just before i leave the apartment i just have a quick hot and cold shower and then off i go hot and cold shower what does it do to you how does that help um well it is a way of recovering but i i guess it's probably been a while since i've been in the water um when i've woken up and going to final so it's (laughs) it's not really recovering but i always just found it um just helped me loosen up a little bit um don't know if it really does anymore i just kind of like doing it because i've always done it so for me now it's just probably being a bit more relaxed and just brings me back down to earth a little bit but yeah when i was younger it's just something i did to just kind of make myself feel a little bit better mate everyone's been raving about how good the com games was what was it like for you and your first aussie team camp um it was pretty amazing i guess going in i didn't know a whole lot of people um just purely because a lot of the teams from queensland so we don't see them a whole lot and then obviously i'd never been on a team before but you know right from the get-go everyone was so welcoming and you know, it was just a great vibe to be around. Everyone was swimming well. And I think off the back of that, just being such a good team, we um, ended up having the best com games that Australia's had in history for swimming. So that was pretty cool. And, um, you know, it was just great to be part of that team. And, um, you know, just everyone was so great and such a good vibe. When you talk about the vibe there, did anyone take you under their wing? Um, a little bit. I, I on the staging camp, I roomed with Grant Irvine, um, which was we just kind of got put together with random people. But me and Gruns ended up hitting it off quite well, and um, you know he took me under his wing a little bit the whole way through the Com Games, and I think that was a good one for me because he's been there for so long and he's done so much in the sport. And you know, any questions I ever had, I went to him, and you know, he gave me so much advice about being on the senior team and things I should be doing and that kind of thing. So. I think he really helped a lot and yep. probably played a big part in, um, you know, how I went at Com Games. Well, you mentioned how you went. We talked before about winning two silver medals. How'd you go mentally preparing yourself for races there? Because, I mean, this is all fairly new to you as far as, like, big stage international racing goes. Um, I think for me it was quite hard because I couldn't really mentally prepare myself because I didn't really know what was coming. Yeah. So I think for me the biggest part was just going in with no pressure. I my aim for the season was to make com games and yep. I was there, I'd done that. So it was just going in, trying to execute a better race than I did at trials, which I managed to do and just be confident behind the block that I could do that. And, 
um, yeah, just go in and, and do what I do best, swim and just not think about it. And I think off the back of that, the results came. So I was, I was pretty happy with that. And I think that was the way to go for me. Yeah, you must have been pretty stoked with both of those races. Uh, definitely. I mean, the first one up was the 100. And for me there, it was more a good 100 under my belt um, to try and set myself up well for the 200. And then all of a sudden, I was going into the final rank third and really had a shot at a medal. And I guess that was a bit exciting, but probably made, a bit, made me a bit more nervous. And, um, you know, then coming out of that and going 53 for the first time, getting still behind Mitch was a, you know, massive confidence boost. And then from there, just kind of went into the 200 and probably didn't really feel like I had much pressure purely because it's my best event and kind of had already got a medal out of the way and, you know, managed to get up a really good swim there as well. And, you know, to go one, two, three with Beaver and Mitch was, you know, pretty amazing. Talk to me about that, though, going into the final. You say that you had a really good swim. You went into that, uh, the final. Mentally, um, was it, again, just a matter of just, oh, I've come this far. Um, none of this was planned. This is all just, um, you know, going. Everything's an added bonus, if you know what I mean. Or did the pressure start to get on top of you a little bit? How did you cope with that? Um, I guess it was a bit both ways. So in the, the 200, it was... I guess I had a bit of a pressure off because I knew I was swimming well and I'd done a good 100 and I was kind of like, oh, well, I've had one good race, so that's good. But then on the flip side, I had such a good race that I all of a sudden had this bit more pressure on me, I thought, in the 200. So I think it ended up evening out a little bit and I, I think it was still good. I, I was confident I could swim well from the 100 and um, even though there was a little bit of pressure, I you know I could cope with it and do it just because I had already done that in the 100. But it ended up, um, working out well and you know I, I got the results definitely mate what was it like swimming in front of your family and friends at the home games uh, it was pretty amazing I mean at the end of the day the crowd was so big and everything I didn't actually see them in there but you know I, I 100% knew they were in the crowd well yeah. at least I hope that they were um, <laughs> you know standing behind the blocks and you know getting to wave out to the crowd fully knowing that you know my aunties and uncles and mum and dad and sister were all in the crowd cheering me on is it's pretty special and for me to, you know, be at that stage and, you know, they've followed me through the whole, my whole career and, um, you know, it did really comfort me behind the block knowing that they were there and they were supporting me and at the same time, I guess the rest of Australia, you know, watching TV or, or in the crowd were there as well and, um, you know, that was just a massive confidence boost and, you know, I really wouldn't have swum as well as I did if it wasn't for, you know, my family and everything up there supporting me. Mate, it must have been a pretty proud moment being up on the dais, getting your medal. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty amazing. You know, you get to do the lap of honour. I've I've never done that before. And um, at first, I wasn't really sure what I was meant to do, whether I was just meant to walk around and kind of look at people. But, you know, quickly kind of copied what Mitch was doing and waving to the crowd and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, when we got to go up there, it was one, two, three um, in the 200. That was even more special. You know, the crowd was, um, you know, going off. We'd just done two events, mine and the women's 800 freestyle had both gone one two three so um the australian crowd was pretty pumped up and you know we got to walk around and do the lap of honor and um you know it was so amazing and you know just just really proud to be there and standing there and um you know doing what i was doing and getting some good results what was it like you three hearing the australian national anthem playing um like i said it was pretty amazing just you know getting there and just singing with them um neither of us or any of us have um good voices at all so it it didn't sound great but you know just being able to stand there and 
um, you know, we all got up on um, the first place dice and, um, you know, held each other and um, sang the anthem. So that was a pretty special moment and, and something I'll always remember. Yeah, nice touch. Mate, talk to me about your coach, Adam Cable. What's he like on pool deck? What don't we see? Um, he's really good, um, I guess, because he's a bit younger and we've got a um, pretty much all male squad. Um, it's it's very much like he's one of the boys. So that's that's really good for me. I, I quite enjoy that. So it's not kind of someone always talking over you and that kind of thing. It's very much, you know, everyone gets along and kind of a friend. So I think that's really great for me. It obviously doesn't work for some people, but um, it's a great dynamic for our squad. And, you know, he's really good. I think his big strong point is that he's just very well-rounded in what he does. So he takes on advice from all different people, whether it's the biomech physiologist or, you know, he's a physio, so he can come from that point of view as well. So I think that's just great for us. Um, he is very hard on us. Um, I think a lot of people don't see that. They just see the guy that loves chatting on pool deck. Um, you know, when we're getting serious and in serious training, he's, you know, he's very serious around the pool deck and, you know, does have a bit of a go at us. But, you know, that that's what we need. We need that bit of a nudge when, you know, things are starting to get tough. But he's a great coach and I can honestly say that I wouldn't be here um, doing what I'm doing without him. Well, you mentioned there you wouldn't be there without him. What specifically has he helped you? What areas has he helped you in? Um, I think just a lot of things, to be honest. Yeah. Um, with skills and everything, you know, my technique and skills, starts, turns, everything is so much better than what it was when I joined. Um, probably another massive side is just being more confident in my racing. He, he helped my head, headspace a lot yep. um, when I was behind the blocks and that kind of thing and just backing myself rather than, kind of looking around and going, oh, that guy will beat me, that guy will beat me, that guy will beat me. You know, I, I stand behind there being confident that, you know, I, I can race race these guys and, you know, come out on top. And I think that's a massive thing for me. And, um, you know, he really had a massive help in hand and, you know, changing that headspace. Mate, you, like myself, are a proud New South Welshman and uh, only one of a few Blues on the current Australian team, though. I'm up in Brisbane now, so, mate, I don't get to see the talent coming through. Tell me, does the future of New South Wales swimming look promising down there? Uh, it's looking great at the moment, I think. Um, you know, every now and then you get to see a few of the results from um, Australian age and, um, you know, New South Wales chance and that kind of thing. And all the guys from New South Wales swimming so well. And I think now what we've got, which we didn't have a few years ago, is the really good pathways through to, um, you know, where me and, you know, Matt Wilson and that kind of thing are at the moment and James Magnuson. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, those kids coming up 9, 10 and through the teenage years, um, you know, can follow those pathways. And uh, I think, you know, in the next five to 10 years, you know, New South Wales will be really strong and, you know, have a real prominence on the um, Australian team. Looking forward to it. Um, mate, what uh, do you get up to outside of the pool? Um, you know, it, it is hard sometimes with, you know, how much we train to get up to a few things out of the pool. Um, I go to uni, so I'm currently doing a construction project management degree at UTS. Um, and then probably outside that, just kind of hanging out with mates. I go back to the Central Coast where I'm from um, quite a bit and, you know, just go to the, back to the beach and that kind of thing. And, you know, a lot of the time when I'm in Sydney, to be honest, um, in the day, if I'm not studying, I just kind of watch Netflix and chill out for a bit and have a bit of a sleep. So pretty much what I get up to outside of swimming it's it's not a whole lot but uh you know i enjoy it do need your recovery though mate you work hard i'm assuming yeah yeah i mean we we do a lot of work in the pool and then obviously studying can be a little bit draining especially coming up to exam periods and that kind of thing so 
Um, you know, it is is be it's good being able to just watch a bit of Netflix and just chill out for a while, just at home during the day. Mate, Pempax trials are just around the corner down in Adelaide. How are you shaping up for that? You know, pretty good. Um, I had a bit of a setback after Com Games. I ended up uh, tearing a tendon in my right shoulder. Um, not really sure whether that happened during or just after the um, Com Games, but that was um, meant to be an injury that kind of kept me from pulling for about six or eight weeks, and um, it was just managed so well and picked up so quickly that it ended up only lasting about um, two weeks, and I was back into full hard training by about three and a half weeks. So Nice. Um, at the moment, it's looking really good, and you know my shoulder's feeling great, and um, you know I'm feeling fit and ready again. And probably the last week or so, um, you know, feeling back to my kind of com games form. So I'm really excited to race and you know see what I can do. Mate, you're a swimmer who has now experienced the highs and lows of our sport. What advice do you have for our younger athletes coming through today? Um, I think the biggest thing is probably just being patient. Um, I probably got caught not not being as patient as I should have been when I was younger, and Kind of, I guess, I expected that, you know, I would just constantly just be on an upwards rise and, you know, would be on the Australian Open team by, you know, 17 years of age and that kind of thing. And I think that's, you know, for no one, that, that's ever going to happen. You're never going to have that full upwards rise. You know, you're going to have ups and downs and you're going to have seasons where you don't do PBs and that kind of thing. So I think just being patient and just keep chipping away and just, you know, working on things you can improve and, um, you know, eventually you will get there. And it was the same with me. I just kept chipping away for year after year. And, you know, eventually I got that big drop I needed this season. And, um, you know, the results paid off. Uh, mate, now you've been on the Aussie team with the Com Games. I just want to find out a little bit more about the Australian team for our listeners out there. So in your own opinion, I'm going to start a sentence and I just want you to finish it off with the name of a swimmer that you think would best fit in that sentence. Okay, yep, sweet. <laughs> so funniest person on the team is... Uh, probably James Magnuson. Funny, just naturally funny, or he's got some great jokes? Um, oh, probably just good answer, I'd say. Um, you know, you can't really get into a banter battle with um, Maggie and Wynn, so he's pretty funny there, and it's uh, good value watching him. <laughs> um, I guess shoot someone down, as bad as that sounds, it is quite funny to watch. <laughs> Mate, who, what about the biggest pest on the team? Um, probably for that exact same reason, it would be James Magnuson. Um, because it's funny watching someone else um, get banter with him, but I guess uh, when it's you and he's starting to um, gang up on you a little bit, he can be a bit of a pest. <laughs> uh, mate, the leader or leaders of the team are? Um, I probably think Bronte's a big one for the leader of the team. She's really good, and um, with everything we do, she, she always gets us involved. And I think the other one, which probably more because I, I race with him, is um, oh, well, probably both of them, to be honest, Mitch and... Um, Josh Beaver, I think those two probably took me under their wing a little bit as backstrokers, but also they um, lead the team quite well. And yeah, I think those those three are probably to me the biggest leaders in the in the group. What about best singer or dancer on the team? Um, oh, we don't do a whole lot of singing and dancing. Probably in a couple of nights out um, after the Com Games, the best dancing I saw was maybe from James Roberts. Yeah. Um, yeah, he definitely took over the dance for a little bit. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Don't know about singing, but he's definitely the best dancer. What about the person who gives you the best advice? Um, probably for me, that would have been Grant Irvine, just purely because he did take me under his wing a little bit. And, um, you know, any anything I ever wanted to know about or, you know, anything that I should be made aware of, you know, he always 
um, told me what was going on and what I had to do. And um, I, I think because of that, he, he probably is the best advice giver, maybe not to the whole Australian team, but, you know, definitely to me. Very nice, mate. I think we'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much for agreeing to come on for a chat, mate. I know how busy your schedule is right now leading up to trials, so I definitely appreciate you taking the time on to come and share a few stories. Yeah, thanks. Um, thanks for having me. Sounds great. Wouldn't mind having another catch-up. Definitely, mate. Until then, good luck down in Adelaide. We look forward to seeing you in action once again, hopefully getting you on for another chat, as you just said, in the future. But uh, thank you very much for coming on Off The Blocks. No worries. I'll see you later. Our show is proudly brought to you each and every week by the good people at Way Funky, the great company in charge of the Funky Trunks and Funkita brands. They are one of Australia's leading swimwear brands, making pools all over the country just that little bit brighter with their original designs and colourful prints. Make sure you go online today at wayfunky.com to check out their latest ranges and deals on not only swimwear, but activewear, beachwear and accessories. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two one hundreds in the second in it. Gary Hall Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Thorpe is starting to go away from him. Oh, he's blowing him away now. Thorpe's gone more than a metre on Van der Nurkens' hand. But the signature of all eyes is the great Madam Butterfly, Susie O'Neill. He's coming back. Oh, he surely can't do it to him again. Chavis in the white hats, Phelps in the black hats, and Phelps has got it. I cannot believe he's done that. Thorpe to 